Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money of M89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. We're going to talk about some of the headlines investors will be paying attention to this week. But first, Ryan, I mean, would you associate, I mean, you can feel the Christmas breeze in the air, that sort of <laughs> a cool weather. It's making some people sick, unfortunately. But would you associate the Christmas period with durians? Yeah, the Christmas breeze now with a hint of durian this time of the year because it seems to be coming cheaper now yeah I think there is a glut of supply right yeah, now yeah. so it's gonna last longer too more visibly on the streets yeah. and yeah like you pointed out it's cheaper so lots of my neighbors have been flocking to the stalls do you see yourself I mean it feels weird because I'm going to the supermarkets mm. and I'm looking at all these roasted ham etc etc you know buy a bundle get a good price but I'm conflicted right there's also the other corner where there's durian I mean do you oh, have yourself least. a durian Christmas <laughs> that could be a theme this year so maybe a durian you're stocking <laughs> for your Christmas gift uh, well we digress <laughs> and really it's just for the fun of it because it is quite a talked about headline but there are quite a few things to look out for this week. It's a big, big week as far as economic data is concerned. The big one, of course, later this week when the Fed speaks out. But first things first, what are we looking out for ahead of that? Yeah, besides durian prices, we are also <laughs> tracking a very busy week for central banks. In fact, there are four major central banks holding policy meetings before we close out the year. And of course, right at the top of the list is the FOMC, mm. which we'll find out by Thursday morning what is exactly the rate hike plus the guidance. And then we have the Bank of England, the ECB, and the Swiss National Bank. But let's start with the FOMC, where we are looking out for a 50 basis point hike. So that is going to be after four consecutive meetings of 75 yeah. basis point hikes. Yeah. So if it does come through as um, what people were forecasting, then it will mean uh, dialing back of those aggressive rate hikes in the past few meetings. Yep. And it could signal that things could start to go this way, a moderation of aggressiveness as it tries to engineer a not-so-hard landing. But going by the latest projections or latest indicators and in data, for example, last Friday, we got a hotter than expected PPI numbers. And this is where it kind of feeds into the narrative that the Fed needs to do more in order to bring down the rate of inflation mm. as well as the economy, which seems to be running hotter than expected. So that's one thing to look out for when it comes to FMC, which is what I think we will be seeing in the markets play out. A lot of waiting and seeing until the meeting gives some clarity for investors. Otherwise, not a lot of direction and I guess catalysts to trade on. So mm. that's for Thursday, which yep. will also see other central banks in action, yeah. including the BOE, also expected to hike by 50 basis points. And we have the ECB, also expected to hike by 50 basis points. So all in, you've got central banks expected to keep in step with the FOMC. Technically, durian prices affect CPI, right? Mm, it <laughs> does to a certain extent. <laughs> so hopefully with prices dropping, it could mean an easier time for many of us uh, to spend elsewhere. I'm being annoying, I have to admit that. But yes, we will see the BOE and ECB sort of take the lead from uh, the Fed. And that's happening later this week. Ryan, on the other side of the coin, what are we expecting as far as China is concerned? Yeah, that is the big 
question this week. Which China will we get this week? And this is after we've seen how reopening efforts have really driven those market gains for the Hang Seng as well as China mainland markets. So this week, we all see if there is more momentum coming through from China. And this is so far seeing very promising signs that authorities there are focusing on adjusting the population to what might be coming in terms of a reopening scenario. So just slowly easing the valve when it comes to those restrictions that have been in place for a long time. So it means trickling down the messaging to local authorities and then those local authorities messaging or giving the guidance to their more local township governors. So all that has to come into play before the entire economy is ready. So for Mm, example, mm. the app they use, it comes with green, amber, as well as red signals. That needs to be recognized in terms of, for example, some people are still saying they still need to show their app, but officially you don't have to. So there is this inconsistency right now when it comes to how things operate on the ground versus the official guidance. So that's being ironed out. So all in, it is looking optimistic when it comes to China's reopening story. But of course, that also comes with a bit of a catch. If it reopens too fast and by, I guess, a strong magnitude, you can expect demand for many things to pick up and that feed into inflation elsewhere. Quite tricky, the Chinese situation. We are getting a few different pieces of news, right? The President Xi Jinping government saying that they're officially committed to stopping virus transmission. Mm. So that's one stand. But at the same time, it's also a case of calling for, this was last week, the full mobilization of hospitals to ensure combat effectiveness. They're also stating that they're keeping track of the health of everyone in age 65 and above. So doing a lot to still yeah. curb the virus so that's transmission. Catch, right? When yep. you reopen, it will come with more cases going up. So how much do you want yeah. to deal with yeah. in terms of balancing? And you know, you've got to deal with, like pointed out, the medical facilities as well. Yes, known for quite some time, there isn't likely enough ICU beds in China to go around if numbers spike up. So that is, a, I think, consideration that authorities are trying to figure out. How do you calibrate that reopening picture in order to manage it properly? Mm. All right. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Ryan returns at 7.35 with the finance update. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.